What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Sweat Local Podcast, brought to you by Movement Strength. My name is Isaac, and I am joined by the wonderful Brooklyn Amaral. Brooklyn. Hello, everybody. I don't know if I've ever actually asked, is, is Brooklyn your real name, or is Yo, it Brooke? It's it, Brooke. It is Brooke. Yeah. So it's not Brooklyn. I don't think Luke has ever called me Brooke. Sorry? I don't think Luke has ever called me Brooke. He always calls you Brooklyn? Always, yeah. Mm, okay. And I don't think my parents have ever called me Brooklyn. They always call you Brooke. Brooke Hence why they named you Brooke and not Brooklyn. That would make sense. Anyways, this podcast isn't about (laughs) what your name is. Um, What I wanted to talk to you about in specific, because I feel like this is your area of expertise, um, is like behavior changes, uh, people's relationship with food, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And the reason I think it's really important to bring up is the reason that our programs are so effective Mm -hmm. and that you have seen so much success with your clients is you know we attract clients by letting them know what they want right like people think they need to be told exactly what they need to eat um, the exact macros to follow and you know there might be some validity to that down the road but what most people need is to actually just change their relationship with food and their behaviors around food so my first question for you would be um you know, if I am a new client of yours, mm-hmm. um, I know like we're not going to go into the depths of like what you do for fitness and stuff like that, yeah. but from a purely nutrition standpoint, um, like what does that first meeting usually look like with that client? Um, so I think over the years I've really, um, refined, um, the way my approach with my clients and how I work with them nutritionally. Um, and I am all about behaviors and relationship with food. And so, yes, giving a food list and guidelines are important, but it's really never the main focus of my coaching um, because I truly believe anyone can follow a food list if they want to. Sure. And I don't think people need to or should have to rely on willpower to be successful with their goals. It really comes down to helping people recognize their triggers dig a lot deeper than looking at a piece of paper. And um, it, it really takes a lot of um, introspect on yourself. And so anyways, I guess what, I, what I'm getting at is I, I look for people to kind of explain to me what things have been like in the past. And then I'll start asking questions about, you know, their thoughts on food and um, triggers, tendencies, and where they struggle because it's never with, they don't need me to tell them, okay, we're going to stay away from chips and pops and pizza and ice cream, and we're going to focus more on the healthy foods. Um, and I'm, I've really kind of um, been, I'm particular about my vocabulary when I'm speaking to people about nutrition. Um, there are a lot of words I won't use and I stay away from, like cheat meals, bad for you, this is good for you, um, because there is a stigma around food and people have perceptions about food that have just come from it being like subconsciously ingrained to them through media, through reading, through magazines, through stuff like that. So I'm, uh, I'm really careful about the way I speak mm-hmm. to food. And I think that's, um, well, in my, it, it's important to me. Um, so I feel like I'm rambling on about no, no, what no. a first meeting looks like, but it is really focused around behaviors and patterns. And when I first started my business, Simply Be, seven, eight years ago now, um, when I started working with people, before we got into detailed, okay, like this is kind of the food you're going to eat, I focused on 
having people um, eat to when they were full. So really cueing into like hunger cues and, you know, cravings and what that really feels like and eating slow. So eating slow and eating to uh, when you're full. I had people lose 10 pounds in, you know, eight weeks just by being in the moment and slowing down when they ate. So your habits and behaviors around food are so powerful that when people really focus on that, that's when you see real changes. Because mm-hmm. sure, you can follow something for eight to 12 weeks. But after, if you haven't, you know, broken down your, the other things that you really struggle with, it's never about the food. Mm-hmm. It's always about something else. So until you address those issues, um, you're always going to fall back in the same pattern. So I think the real growth comes from like internal work. Um, yeah. So let's, let's dive in a little bit there. So just really quickly on the, um, like knowing when you're hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big intermittent fasting fan. I think, you know, it could work for some people. That's fine. But the one thing I do like about it is when I was doing intermittent fasting, I did know what like real hunger felt like. Um, I think sometimes people just eat because they're bored or they have Mm -hmm. nothing else to do or to your point, triggers, certain triggers in their life. But when I was doing intermittent fasting, I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. So this is what it really feels like to be, to be hungry. Mm -hmm. Um, But just with triggers, I know you've said that word a few times. What does that like? What does that mean? So, you know, for something, for instance, something that's really common, it's like stress eating, right? But people, so it's like knowing your trigger. So if you're going into a stressful day at work or it's a meeting that you've probably done a million times, like people know what stresses them out. If I'm like, Isaac, what stresses you out? You could probably name a couple things. Me. (laughs) I knew that was number one. Um, You know, right? And how do you cope with that? Some people will know that their nutrition is going to be off and they'll be like, oh, my and I've heard this a million times, you know, like my nutrition's off. I just had a really busy, stressful day. Mm. So busyness and stressfulness are triggers for you to eat poorly, to not care or lack of planning on those days. So when people start to think about it and they reflect, they're like, oh yeah, every time I overate was when I was stressed or when I was tired or when this happened. So it's like starting to just really like clue in and be mindful of what opposed to just going through the motions every day and being like, yeah, I'm kind of on, I'm kind of off. Well, you're probably off for a certain reason. You just haven't taken the time to really think about what sets you off or why your nutrition is off that day. So it's just kind of learning. And sometimes it's doing a food journal. That's not about the food, but about the feelings around the food. Right. So like, you know, after you have breakfast, like you write, you know, how you feel, what you ate, why did you choose that? You know, if you had a snack, like, why did you eat that snack? Opposed to eating it just because and not paying attention. Yeah. I ate a bag of chips because I was rushed. I had a work meeting that stressed me out and I didn't care. I was like, screw it. Right. So like you're resorting for that for comfort, but people don't always realize that. They just think like, oh, you know, maybe they can't control it or they're just, you know, they don't have willpower. It's not about that. It's about the behaviors and your yeah. mindset and all that stuff. So, well, and, and, and you know, it's funny. So like this was a few podcasts ago, we had Kelsey on with Korean and stuff. And one of the big wins Kelsey mentioned was she's like, the biggest thing I've learned from this program, especially with, with Brooke is like changing my relationship with food and having a food log where I talk about my feelings around food. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, if someone at the beginning of this program would have said, all right, we're going to talk about like, you know, tell me how you feel when you eat a piece of broccoli and all this. Would you have done it? And she'd be like, no, I would have thought it was so hippity dippity, yeah, right? Sounds... But mm-hmm. when like you actually like trust your coach and just kind of listen to what we tell you to do, these things all have a purpose. We're not just telling you to do it because we think it's fun. It's yeah. because this is the stuff that like 
truly allows you to change how you're going to eat if you leave us, when you leave us, if you move, like whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not something I bring up at the beginning out of nowhere. It's always like relevant. (laughs) Okay, like we're going to start knowing nothing about them. You're going to start writing a feelings journal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No way. Right? It always comes up at the appropriate time when they have to reflect when something like this has happened. So, yeah. And normally everyone has to do that in some aspect, whether it just be like thinking about it. But I get my clients to reflect a lot. Yeah. Um, because, you know, a bad day is just, it really is just a learning experience. And some people, I'll be like, what would you change? Like, what would you change about that day? What could you have done that would have been a little bit better? Yeah. They'll name it. Okay. So next time this happens, there's one small improvement that we can make. So when, you, so when you have your clients find certain triggers, so let's say one of them is busyness, like mm-hmm. I'm just always busy, so when I'm busy, I just grab whatever is convenient. Now that you have that ch- trigger, how do you go about actually changing the behavior? So it's about, again, knowing yourself and then setting yourself up for success with that. So if you know you're going into a busy day, what are you doing to prepare for it? Mm. Most of the time, success or failure with your nutrition comes down to planning. Um, And then also one thing I'd like to work with people on is hunger is not an emergency. Thankfully, where we are, most people, it's not an emergency. We are not going to starve. And that's something that I started practicing with myself years ago because like we all know we shouldn't go grocery shopping hungry. It's like the worst. I've done it before where I've like, you know, got a bag of chips and I'm like, I'm just going to eat this on the way home because I'm starving. Like, okay, no one is starving (laughs) and it's not an emergency. So when I started to tell myself in the times when I'd want to like, you know, just grab a handful of crackers or get chips at the store, like it's not an emergency. And it really like calmed me down. Like internally, I was like, all right, yeah, like I don't need to do this. I can wait the 15 minutes till I get home. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just really comes down to first recognizing and knowing your triggers and then planning ahead. You need to plan <laughs> like without fail. It's if you're not prepared, you're going to offer convenience or make a rash decision. So once you know your triggers, plan around them, like yep. look at your agenda, be prepared ahead of time. That's really like the key thing, I think. So, um, you know, when it does get to the point of someone maybe interested in learning more about the macronutrients or having a specific protein goal or carb goal, when do you feel people are sort of like ready for that step? Um, well, first it needs to be um, a time that it's not. So one of my things when I'm working with people with nutrition is, or anything in general, like the program is I try to make this process as stress-free as possible. Yeah. People come in with good intentions and want it all at once. Like I'm ready to do everything seven days a week. I'm like, I'm happy that you're excited and motivated, but this isn't the way to jump into it. You know, your eagerness is great um, in that determination, but like, let's start slow. So first of all, I'm not going to throw macro counting and fit pal tracking on someone's plate when they don't have the basics down. Yeah. I think fitness pal is a great tool and I think everyone should use it at some point because people learn from it. Like it's amazing when you're like, oh shit, I didn't know a banana had that much in it or, yeah. you know, so I think it is a really good tool. Um, and I think everyone's different and I think it's okay to go in and out of tracking. Um, it is a good like reset for a lot of people. Um, so I think when they have a good understanding, they've learned you know, their hunger cues and they feel confident, um, in the way that they're eating that then it's a good time to introduce tracking. Yeah. I also think it can be a dangerous thing. I don't know if we want to get into that, but like, I think that, um, it can be obsessive Absolutely. and it's not healthy. No, like it's not, you should, 
if it fits your macros, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> like it just gets, a li- I mean, again, everyone is different. There is a time and place, but if you are, you know, all day trying to fit your damn macros, I've said to you this before, it is exhausting and it's not, I want to teach people. Like I do have clients that really like to track. Some people like the numbers. They want to know the details. They yeah. want to weigh, but then it's like, do you really want to do this forever? Yeah. And then I'll always get people to take a week and not track. And they're like, ugh. I'm like, you can, you've been tracking for months. Like you can do a week without it, right? So it's just like showing people that they really do have all the power and the confidence and they are, they have what they, they need to make the decisions without that little tracker. Yeah, yeah. And so I really like people to feel like, you know, sure, go eat this or, you know, indulge for a day and don't track it. Who cares what the calories are for that day? You're not going to gain five pounds. Well, and I think this is, you know, where the internet could be a dangerous thing where you know, we have access to all this information. People see um, an influencer or like a movie star and they're following this extremely specific diet. So like, well, it works for them. It's probably going to work for me. But like, we don't know that person's background. They probably have a really good relationship with food. And the other thing is most of those people do those types of, you know, quote unquote diets for a short amount of time. They're doing it to get ready for a shoot, get ready for a movie or whatever. It's not something that they're doing forever. So to your point, like I go through phases of tracking where I'll track to more just discover where I'm at right now. Like, okay, yeah, with my intuitive eating, when I put that into my fitness pal, I'm at blank protein, blank carbs, blank fat. Like, okay, that's, that's good. I'm like in maintenance or maybe I'm in a bit of a surplus or a bit of a deficit, but I use it more as like a discovery tool. Yeah. And I think it is, I think it is a really good tool. I'm definitely not knocking it. I think, um, everyone's kind of in different phases, but we've both seen where it can be. Absolutely. Not a healthy relationship. No, no. And that's just it. Right. Is like, I know if, you know, we just start to work with a client, we can put that client on a really strict macro counting quote unquote diet Mm -hmm. and they will 100% see success, but 99% of them won't be able to maintain that because Mm -hmm. they haven't built the proper behaviors. So as soon as we're done with them, they're going to just go right back to what they were doing before because they still have no idea how to properly fuel their body. And I like, I do love when my clients lose weight and they have wins on the scale and the in-body machine. But what really lights me up is when my clients have like self discoveries around the relationship with food. Mm-hmm. And I have some clients doing that now. And I'm like, seriously, this fills my heart so much more than you telling me that you're down 10 pounds. Like I'm happy for people, obviously. Sure. Like, you know, getting a healthy body composition is important. But my focus is, I, I don't praise that. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I'm not happy. I will definitely recognize it and celebrate in that happiness. But it is never something that I praise and go back to. Yeah. Um, and you know, people upload weight, um, uh, like upload their weight in, in true coach, which I see and I will look at it and I think it's great, but I'm not always pointing out on the scale. And when we do have a win on the scale, I'm like, all right. So like, you know, you got here without being perfect, you know, you prepping, you've been so, I'm always reverting to other things because it's just not, in my opinion, something that I want to focus on I I, I celebrate it we'll acknowledge it but it's not like it's a small detail in the big picture of health um without like saying specific names Mm -hmm. what are some examples of of those like wins that some of your clients have had 
Um, so I think a lot of people can relate to struggling with like snacking, right? And just having doing it for years. And it's not like, you know, you can say, okay, I'm not going to snack, unnecessary snacking, but it's not like turning off a light switch and it's just easy to do. Or you do it for a week and it's like always a stop and start and on and off. So just really like, um, you know, a win might be finding other forms of stress management, realizing that you eat for comfort. Like what is the real reason why you're doing all these little things that have a negative impact? And then finding an alternate practice or an alternate, another hobby or some sort of way to cope. And when people are like, yeah, I haven't, you know, I haven't done this in so long and I haven't felt the need to. Or like I do this instead and I feel so much more in control. That is, those are so, so big to me. So like it's, yeah, it's about, um, recognizing them and it's not the work I do right like I just really provide the tools I cannot change someone's internal habits they've been doing for 30 years it's really a lot of self-work and I think we just provide the tools and um, give a different perspective and stuff like that but when they do the real work and have those kind of breakthroughs it's uh it's my favorite yeah yeah and I think you know that's one of the cool things just reflecting on like our program or you know any really just decent health program out there you can't just focus on fitness. Like fitness is like the smallest portion of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's so much about not just nutrition, but overall mindset. Like why are you working out? Why are you eating what you're eating? Yeah. And those are the difficult questions to answer. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so the only other question I have, which is like a big one, but a small one, mm-hmm. is uh, when someone comes up to you, because I'm sure you get it all the time or people messaging you or whatever, um, if they say like, hey, I, I want to I wanna lose weight, like what would you recommend to me to lose weight? What do you usually respond to? I can't answer that right now. Is that <laughs> like what you say? Like that is, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like there's so people much, much. People much love that answer. I, I'm sure it's like the last answer people would want to hear, but it's not something that I can give because what, you know, Sally does doesn't work for you. What Isaac does is like amazing for him, but there's so much to look at. And there's so much more than just the food and the exercise and exactly how I work with my clients. Like, yeah, we focus on that, but we focus on self-care and stress management. I'm always asking people like, what are you doing today for yourself? And don't tell me it's eating a salad and working out because that's not what I want to hear, right? Because people do really hone in on those two aspects of well-being and they are a big part, but they're not the only part. And I've seen it, you've seen it, people who, you know, train their ass off five days a week and they eat healthy all the time and they are not getting results. Yeah. It's not because they're not working hard or eating healthy. It's because there's a million other things that affect those. So I'd say I like to have like, you know, there's a holistic approach that we all, you know, work with, with everyone. And I think that is, that is so, it's so important. And sometimes it's really not what want to people, people want to know that, you know, I got to work out for one hour a day and I just need to eat this. And it's just not the answer. Yeah. So I don't even really have an answer because everyone is so different. Do you point them anywhere? Or are you like, okay, well, you should do this then? Um, like, do you usually recommend that they seek guidance? Or sure. do you, yeah. Oh, yeah, they need a coach. Everyone needs a coach. A coach yeah. needs a coach. Like, you, even if you know, like, I'd say everyone knows what a healthy diet, that's yeah. another word. Broccoli like or Doritos. Like, right? Like, you know, it's not that people need the support. They need someone in their corner. They just need, you know that person there for them but yeah. definitely a coach yeah 100 percent um <laughs> sorry what this is saying right now is track my morning food <laughs> there's your timer <laughs> anyways <laughs> um, um 
as I wrote notes. It was probably something that can go on the back of a bumper sticker because it was so... <laughs> No, I haven't said any... I haven't dropped any bombs like that. Any Brooklyn topic. bombs? Yeah, any Brooklyn bombs. No, but I think it, it's a... It's not a one-word answer or one-sentence no. answer. As no. much as people would like it to be. What, do you, what are you... Uh, what are your goals right now? Like, what are you working on? Um, I'm working on... I want to gain some muscle. Yeah. I'm really not a big person um, in terms of numbers, like on the scale. I know that might sound like, oh God, like everyone has. Yeah, sure. I do. <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> no, but like, of course I have body composition goals. I don't think there's anything wrong with having, wanting to work on aesthetics. Sure. Um, and I want to put on muscle and it's definitely not an easy thing to do. So for me, it's, um, yeah, I'm in a high hypertrophy phase of training I feel like I've been doing hypertrophy forever I have cycled out of it quite a few times um but yeah I want to put on some muscle I am tracking now as you know how long will you track for I've wanted to quit already it's been three days um I haven't <laughs> so done it will you just do it for like a week two weeks no maybe? I want to do it for four weeks it's my goal I've okay. set it with my clients when we have that extra accountability right yep. now that's been my thing I haven't done it in seven years um but again I'm using this as a tool to really dial in because when you want to dial in you have to you have to dig a little deeper. Sure. So, um, yeah, I'd like to put on some muscle. So going into or wanting to build muscle, what does that mean for your nutrition? Like how many are you adding a certain amount of additional calories each week to build up to a surplus? Are um, you trying to stay in a maintenance? Well, or? right now I'm just tracking my protein. Um, I eat a lot of everything else. Yeah. Like a lot. <laughs> um, but protein is the main one that I want to track. And I want to say, like you said, like intuitively eat. I've, I am not perfect, but I am very in tune with how I eat and what I need. Yeah. Um, and so right now I'm just, I probably will track everything at one point. Like some meals I'll track carbs and fats and other ones. I'm just like, I just want to know what I have for protein. So right now it's like getting my protein up because I don't know where it's at. I can kind of guess, but um, need those building blocks, those muscles, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool too, though, because I think a lot of times when people think tracking, they think tracking every single thing where you're like, no, my big focus is protein right now. So mm. that's the majority of what's being input into my fitness yeah, like pal. Luke's doing protein and water right yeah. now. And it just gives me that much more accountability. Yeah. Like I have to, yeah, I'm always now, you know, focusing on it, which is, I like, I, feel like I like a, challenges. I feel like I'm a bad influence on you guys. We went seven years without tracking. <laughs> I know. No, it feels good. It's kind of refreshing. Yeah. 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 That's good. Cool. Um, I was going to say something else. Go ahead. I forget. Oh, yeah, yeah. then don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's all I got. That was good. Anything else that you want to touch upon that you didn't feel like I asked um, or anything else you want to dive in on? Oh, maybe something. Cause I was just talking to Taylor about this yesterday. Um, about it being December yep. and you know, Christmas time. And I feel like this time of year, everyone's like, Oh shit. Like <laughs> everything's going to be off. Christmas is December 25th. Okay. That's one day. Uh -huh. Right? Yep. Not 30 days or 37 days if you include New Year's and then the couple things after. I think going into this month, a lot of people just, we'll call it a write-off. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, I got work parties and everything coming up. There's no reason to throw everything away or think that this week is, or this month is just going to be completely off. I think people go in thinking that there's a lot of stuff out of their control right now, like treats in their office, but people have more control than they think. And it's a lot of storytelling in terms of like the stories you tell yourself to justify these things or, 
I always gain like 10 pounds in December. I'm not saying that, but you know, people yeah. are like, I'll, I'm going to go up five or 10 pounds. Yeah. If you tell, like, that is just a story people are telling themselves to justify actions. And I always say this, like, if people are like, um, for instance, are saying something like that, I'll be like, well, also, if you're not a morning person and you continuously say you're not a morning person, like, oh, I, you're never going to be. Mm-hmm. So if you are always like, well, I always gain 10 pounds in December, you're probably always going to gain 10 pounds in December. Right. So I think it's just important to remember that going through this time of year, like when it's summer, you're gonna be like, oh, it's summertime. Like there's lots of drinks, late yeah. patios. So um, just to not let, you know, Christmas consume you in, in thinking that it's just going to be yeah. off nutritionally. If anything, so lean in, like really lean in during December and like lean in during the summertime. And when yeah. I say lean in, I don't mean like lean out. I mean... Literally, like this is when you should be challenging yourself to go to the gym three times a week, drink yeah. your water, eat yeah, a clean. Yeah, like step up your accountability opposing yeah. to weight. Like this is where everyone's like, oh no, I'm going to wait until everything, you know, clears off the plate in January 2nd when there's nothing on my agenda. Yeah. I think it's, I love working with people in times like this because if you can make it work now. Absolutely. Then it's going to be a lot easier when you have so much less on your plate. Absolutely. So I think it's a good time to really practice that i like it Mm -hmm. we do have on our website we just put up there a holiday wellness package that actually brooke created a few years ago so if you guys want to go and download that you can just head over to uh, movementstrength.com at the top right you'll see a button that says resources and um it's usually i don't know what the cost was it was like 10 bucks but it's all free now so um it will prompt you to put in like some information and whatnot but it is completely free no strings attached gives you some guidance on some things that you can do over the next month that was a good way of sharing that it just kind of like happened right right it wasn't planned out no no we're not that good no No. but it was a good tool i think it's a good tool for people yeah just give some guidance and ideas and for sure it's sad because like when i'm reviewing it it's like when you go to the holiday party you say oh there's not gonna be yeah there'll be a couple pages in there you won't use right now yeah that's okay (laughs) it's easier social right right this might actually be an easier december exactly for a lot of people yes that's how we'll look at it and don't have another thing i just want to say is just i feel like another word that i don't use a lot around food is like guilt and cheat days I just guilt and cheat, in my opinion, should not be related. They're bad words. They are bad words. Um, It doesn't have, it's not a month full of cheat and guilt. Like I want people to learn to go enjoy all those things and just carry on, you know, like you're not going to gain weight from going to one holiday party. Yeah. You know, it's always about how you are the next day, right? Do you let it run off for like a slippery slope for a week and you do that three times in December, then sure, yeah. But like, you know, one Christmas party a week does not need to be detrimental to your goals. Sorry. A lot of it is like, I saw this post the other day that was like people panic during the weight that they're gaining during the holiday season. Nine times out of 10, what it actually is, is just water weight because the food that you're eating might be a little bit more salty or you're just intaking more water. You feel puffy. Exactly. Like that's your body and like, that's your body telling you something. Exactly. Like listen, right? Like. (laughs) it's not and and just you know spoiler alert it's not continue to do it it's you should probably lay back on the peanut butter balls yeah yeah okay okay well this is great thanks for having me thanks for making time (laughs) for me appreciate it i asked you like yesterday and you get i'm in didn't even know what we were talking about nope just found out right before we started the podcast such an all-star anywho 
Um, if you have any other nutrition topics that you'd love for me or Brooke or any of the coaches to jam on, please, please, please let us know. You can just email info at movements.ca, mvmts.ca. Um, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to share it with any friends, family, um, anybody who you think would gain value from it. With all that being said, hope you guys have the best day ever and happy holidays. Bye for now. Bye.